Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecom Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pecom Podcast. I'm Jeff Gibbon with you the first Tuesday of each month and uh, feeling very grateful to to uh, to get to be with you again. In today's episode, uh, just as a preview, we're, we're going to visit Philadelphia, the fine city of Philadelphia, and uh, we'll, we'll head to New Jersey and uh, Brooklyn, a uh, bit of a, a wintry East Coast tour that we're in for. Um, we'll, we'll get to revisit yet another of my kitchen disasters. We'll check out the famous Rocky Balboa statue at the Museum of Art in Philadelphia. We'll have a layover at one of my favorite places, O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Should be a good time. So we've we've uh, moved from our Thanksgiving holiday season um, into Advent, and and now we're soon approaching the new year. The weather is finally getting a bit cooler here in Southern California. I, I had uh, I had lit the pilot light to our furnace several weeks ago because it, it got like slightly cold in the morning, um, and then I quickly shut it back off a couple days later when we landed on yet another run of eighty degree November days. Um, but here we are finally. 68 degrees and ready to cozy up by the fire. Uh, but all of this, um, thinking about all of this, and and as well as the fa- fantastic series on gratitude that Pastor Courtney wrapped up last week, uh, this all got me thinking about a specific trip that Stephanie and I took when we were newly engaged uh, many years ago. And I, I think back on this trip very fondly, and when I sort of walk through some of the, the memories from this trip, I'm filled with deep gratitude, with gratitude and joy. And what might be most notable about this particular trip is the way that so many things just went completely wrong, just utterly wrong. And for all of these many disasters, I was almost entirely to blame. Uh, just just thinking about the whole thing and all these moments uh, still makes me feel somewhat embarrassed and uncomfortable. And it also makes me smile with, with gratitude. We had this trip planned to visit a college roommate of mine in Philadelphia. And then we would take the train to New Jersey, to Princeton, to stay with the Pritchett family. Some of you may know former uh, PCOM high school director and associate pastor, Chris Pritchett. We were going to visit Chris and Devin and their two kids at the time, Hannah and Abby. Uh, Lucas was not yet born. Uh, they were living at the time on campus at Princeton Seminary. So we'd be flying in after Christmas and then flying out after New Year. And, and we were looking forward to the, 
let's call it festive weather, uh, freezing, freezing cold, but festive. And yes, I, I ended up having to buy a heavy wool jacket while we were there. I had not packed quite appropriately. So we began in Philadelphia, uh, staying with my roommate and his wife, who graciously welcomed us into their home. And their home was this really cool downtown Philadelphia, uh, three-story sort of open concept apartment condo. It, it's like if you look at the cutout of a dollhouse, um, how the stairs just go up to like one level to the next and there's no division in between, um, no doors. That's like that's like what this house was. Sort of if you're familiar with uh, Wes Anderson movies, it's like that's what we were looking at here. So first floor uh, is kitchen, living area, the couch that I would be sleeping on. And then you go up these really cool circular metal stairway um, up to the second floor, uh, which is a bedroom, and that's where Steph would be. But uh, they had just moved in recently. There's not a ton of furniture, so she's got an air mattress she'll be on. And then you keep going up the spiral stairs to the third floor, and that's where uh, Joe and his wife were. But again, no doors, just completely open. Um, so sound, you know, sound travels. So we want to make sure we're we're kind of moving quietly through the house and not disturbing the others who are sleeping. So the air mattress, the air mattress that Steph would be staying on. Um, she had asked, you know, hey, can you make sure we we pump this up, make sure it's inflated, ready to go before it's time to go to bed. So, oh, yeah, 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 we'll take care of that. But I'm excited to see my, my old college roommate that I hadn't seen in a while. And uh, we're enjoying dinner and enjoying conversation with him and his wife. And then all of a sudden, it's time for bed. Uh, they're already up in bed. Steph and I are chatting, and then I realize, oh, no. Oh, no. I f completely forgot to inflate the air mattress. And if you've ever inflated an air mattress, you know it's not a um, silent and not necessarily a quick uh, endeavor. And so kind of quietly creak up to the, and this is not a new, this is not a newly built apartment. So old, creaky hardwood, old metal stairway that, that feels like every step is going to um, cause an earthquake. We quietly climb up to the second floor, plug in the, the pump for the air mattress, and then this thing is very slowly inflating, but it finally does, and we are good. All right, say goodnight to Steph, creak my way back downstairs, and then she hears as she's laying down for the night, a pinhole leak. <laughs> of course, of course. And if I had, you know, if I had taken care of this earlier, we probably could have avoided this. We could have patched it or just figured out a different sleeping situation for her. Anyway, it's not just the discomfort of a lopsided bed for her or the underinflated mattress, but she felt like she couldn't move to try to get comfortable as it sort of was like halfway inflated. She felt like she couldn't move because we're, we're trying to be quiet to not wake our, our hosts because every sound just feels like it echoes through, through uh, the chambers of this, this cool apartment. <sighs> so, I mean, we did keep trying to 
crawl up, inflate it, fall back asleep. It was a whole thing. And uh, no, not a lot of sleep was had by anyone in the house that night. And uh, it's most, mostly my fault. So then uh, we had a, a stop in New York. We were in Manhattan and Brooklyn visiting another friend of mine. And that's where I uh, bought this jacket, great wool coat that we found at this cool boutique store. And um, I had I liked the style of it. And my, my friend who has good style, he approved of it. And, um, and later in the trip, when we went back to Philadelphia, got to take a picture up at the top of the uh, Philadelphia Museum of Art. Those are the the steps that the character Rocky Balboa runs up um, at the end of this sort of training montage, and he's you know arms raised, kind of dancing and punching, uh, just very very pleased with himself at the end of this long um, day of exercise, warming up for a, for a big fight. Um, anyway, felt really good in this jacket, and so I you know doing the Rocky pose and taking pictures at the top of, of these steps. Well, this jacket I would uh, very quickly lose at the O'Hare Airport. I had a layover in Chicago and managed to lose this jacket within days of purchasing it on our way home. Uh, so that, that was fun. I still miss that jacket. <laughs> uh, so... The main event was our, our stay in Princeton, New Jersey with the Pritchett family. And while we were there, uh, I, I, was, I had been getting excited about cooking and, and wanted to prepare a meal for, for Chris and Devin, for Hannah and Abby, and, and for Steph and me. And so um, I went to one of the local markets and, and was, wanted to just kind of be inspired by the uh, the groceries that we found there and the produce and I got some fish and and was getting some some onions and shallots and kind of normal things to to saute up and um, and saw these really good looking habanero peppers you know bright orange really plump and kind of shiny and I thought wow that would be amazing uh, let's get that and let's do like a spicy shrimp and citrus kind of thing that feels like it'll kind of help warm us up on, on this, one of these cold winter nights. The problem was I had never cooked with habanero peppers. I had never tasted a habanero pepper. I knew they were supposed to be spicy, but you know, I'd use jalapenos. I'd cooked with serranos and I was like, yeah, what, you know, it's supposed to be like a fruity sort of pepper. Obviously I, I did not know what I was getting myself into. So I'm in the kitchen uh, in this small uh, sort of uh, student student housing at Princeton. Um, Chris was finishing finishing a degree, and uh, I'm sauteing onions, cooking shallots. It's you know it feels good. Every uh, the family's chatting in the living room and playing music, and Steph's catching up with everybody. And then I slice up the habaneros and throw them into the pan. And immediately the the heat causes them to start smoking. But it's not just the normal smoke from cooking. Of course, this smoke is filled with, with capsaicin, the, uh, the very volatile 
uh, and and spicy um, compound that is present in hot peppers, and it is filling the air not just with unpleasant smoke that would cause us to cough, but smoke filled with this um, maybe dangerous uh, compound that that is burning our eyes and causing us to have difficulty breathing. So really cool, really cool thing to do as a cook, as a guest in someone's home um, with their small children present. So we all <laughs> try to throw shoes on and jackets because we need to leave the leave this house. Um, and we're trying to get the kids dressed. And so we all kind of put on whatever we can. We, we all just sort of shuffle out onto the onto the patio and we're just standing there at the railing uh trying to just get away from the smoke you know we had turned off the burners and tried to get some ventilation going but it's you know it's an old uh student housing situation the ventilation's not great and so we're now standing outside uh not quite dressed as we would if we had had been prepared and now it's getting very cold very cold and now it's too uncomfortable and maybe dangerous to be standing outside as we are and so we all shuffle back inside and try to you know push with our hands smoke away and try to warm up a little bit and then the smoke is too much our eyes are stinging again so we shuffle back outside and then we just do this dance uh in and out trying to avoid both the um toxic spicy smoke that's inside the house because of the uh, the poor cooking job that I did and then we're trying to avoid the freezing cold and bleak winter New Jersey night that awaits us outside each time we exit the house and we just go back and forth and and somehow somehow we are kind of laughing through this but I am feeling just awful and embarrassed and i know this is my fault and the the girls are going to be way up past their bedtime and this dinner is not going to be tasty um eventually we get inside um you know i abandon the habaneros and and serve up some some vegetables and some kind of sad not very flavorful fish and shrimp and uh and we call it a night And if, if this weren't bad enough, just in terms of the on the on the embarrassment scale, uh, later on, uh, on the same trip, our time with the Pritchetts, uh, they had introduced us to some of their their Princeton friends that they were making and and colleagues, and uh, we had a night gathered together to sort of go around and share memories from the past year and and things we were grateful for and. Uh, everyone kind of shared these really meaningful stories and moments and reflections about family and life and and faith and work and when it when it got to to my turn I don't know what I was thinking but I was really excited about my favorite football team the Philadelphia Eagles and they had just uh, come off of a a pretty amazing win in the playoffs against the Minnesota Vikings and it was unexpected and I was just feeling great about that and I don't know I guess I thought it would be interesting or fun to just share that joy to just share that joy with this room full of people who just could not care less about the 
Philadelphia Eagles and it I'm just rambling on and on about the particulars of this game and why they shouldn't have been able to win and the whole, <laughs> the whole time <laughs> my fiance Stephanie is sitting next to me and I can just I don't know if this was actually the case but I can just picture her looking over at me like uh I'm sitting right here um you somehow managed to uh convince the most incredible woman in the world to marry you and and you're talking about this football team um now stuff is is very supportive of my love of sports and my love of the eagles and uh she she actually flew me out to Philadelphia on a separate trip uh flew us out there for uh, the first ever home game that I, I got to attend with her. Um, anyway, I, I just, I just felt so foolish once I realized what was happening and, um, looking back on it is again, it's still embarrassing. Um, and, and yet, and yet, um, in that, in that room, in that space, Looking back on it, I can see the, I can just kind of picture the eyes rolling of like this kid. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, and yet I still felt this, this welcoming presence. I still felt a warmth and a grace, uh, even in my, my embarrassing rambling. And, uh, and that's, that's part of what what I think about a big part of what I think about when I look back on these moments and these stories uh, not just this trip but in in all sorts of places in my life and and in the stories that I hear from others uh, that that even in those painfully embarrassing moments in in those in those moments even of deep suffering and anguish those moments of despair It's possible that we can look back on those moments um, and and recognize that they can still be filled with warmth and acceptance. That that right there, uh, in the pain, somehow is also joy and belonging. Sometimes it it takes a while. Often it takes a while, and and it's it's not until we are thinking back. Um, we're sort of way out ahead of something and we're thinking back on a, on a painful or embarrassing memory that we, can, that we can then experience the goodness that's also present. Um, but as our, as our awareness grows and as our, our sense of God's spirit within us um, is, is felt more and more by the grace of God, we can sometimes right in those moments, right in those moments while they're happening, uh, we can experience that, that seemingly impossible peace, that peace that transcends all understanding, that, that goodness that is present at the heart of all creation. There's something, there's something that sticks with me about just that particular, it seems silly me talking about the Eagles in this clearly a setting that that wasn't really the, the vibe. Um, there's something though that it's sort of like this, this idea was, was playing itself out in real time for me that, 
Um, I wasn't aware of what was happening, of how this would then become a painful memory, really. Um, I felt kind of devastated once I realized how kind of immature this would seem to these people I had just recently met and and to their friends who were longtime friends of mine who, who I kind of represented in this way. Um, it took me a while to... Um, to, to, to find that goodness there and to, to not just feel completely, um, to com- feel completely embarrassed. And, uh, but there's something about the way that looking back on it, I can see that right there in that moment, these, uh, these strangers, really these acquaintances that I had just come to know, um, as well as, as our, our good friends, the Pritchett's, they sort of embodied that grace in that moment. They could see, I couldn't see, but they could see that this is kind of a uh, what's going to be a painful, awkward, embarrassing moment. They could see that. Um, and yet in that moment, they embodied that grace. They embodied that warmth, that acceptance um, of me and my, my silly story and reflection. They were the the picture of Christ to me in that uh, in that room, and even more than these uh, these new friends and these longtime friends, my wife Stephanie uh, was the embodiment of this this grace, this acceptance, this um, this of availability and presence of of a deep gratitude and joy even amidst um, discomfort and and embarrassment and shame um, Stephanie has still to this day not not ever brought this up um, and I mean she could at any moment be like just days before we were sh- everyone was sharing stories about something meaningful that had happened to them this year. Just days before that, you had asked me to marry you, and I somehow said yes. And yet, that wasn't what you chose to share when thinking back on uh, meaningful moments that had happened this year. Um, No, she, she did not uh, she did not add to my embarrassment. She didn't um, bring up my my misstep there, um, and and as I said, she has never never mentioned it, never brought it up. She's brought up the habanero peppers that has come up, so she's not entirely off the hook. She has <laughs> she, she has made sure to remind me that I filled this small Princeton home with deathly smoke and forced <laughs> forced us and our good friends who were hosting us and their two small children out into the bleak, cold, icy New Jersey winter. That that she has reminded me of. But really as as a as a fond memory as well. Um, of this this thing that somehow stays with us that that brought us even closer together and um, and is something that we we is a part of a memory that we are grateful for, and part of this disastrous trip. 
that that can bring laughter and joy and and deeper gratitude. That is that's what I have for uh, for today on our podcast. Um, um, there are so many of these themes that uh, of of gratitude and of of joy that is present within suffering. Um, that we could dive so much deeper into, and some of these things we've touched on before, and and some of these things that uh, that Courtney has done such such a better job of of expanding on and and diving into in this series. Um, I'll I'll leave us with um, with a passage of scripture that um, that I think about when I'm I'm considering these moments that um, that can feel when we're stuck in that moment. We, can feel like this is this is everything and it is only painful or it is only embarrassing or it's only full of shame or suffering um, and this is one of those those passages of scripture one of those those teachings that that I that comes to mind for me so so maybe this will sort of be a a coda uh, to this podcast so a coda is just a musical term that means Basically, you thought the song was over, and then the composer decided, wait, what about one more thing? How about just this one more thing? Uh, and, then, and then it'll end. Uh, so this comes from Matthew 16, and really the coda is usually the best part. Um, from Matthew 16, verses 21 to 23, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer, suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. That's the passage. That's, that's one of the things that comes to mind to me. Um, how seriously Jesus takes this, this notion that Peter gets, uh, that he, he gets wrong, that in Peter's understanding that the life of Jesus, that this perfect life, the life of um, just before this, Peter had recognized that Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior, that, Je- that Jesus was uh, the, the, the embodiment of the divine, the embodiment of God's self uh, in human form, and then at the same time, Peter thinks that should mean that suffering should be removed from the equation. That for Jesus, suffering should not be part, death should not be part of what life is and what, um, what it means to be human. And Jesus takes that misstep very seriously. Get behind me, Satan, as though... As though the point of life, as though the point of following me, as though the point of, of f- fully experiencing this life is to, 
run away from, to push back against, to avoid any kind of discomfort, any kind of pain, any kind of suffering. No, no, Peter, no, no. Because pain and loss and shame and grief, they're built into the whole thing. They're part of it. They're inseparable with what it means to experience life. They're not avoidable. Sure, we, we don't want these things. We don't seek them out. Don't, don't go around looking for, hey, what can I feel shameful about? What, what, could I, what could I grieve or how can I experience pain today? That's, that's not it. We certainly don't wish them on others. We don't, we don't actively try to cause pain and embarrassment for others. No. But the more that we can sit with those situations, those inevitable experiences and moments, the more we can be present with them and notice them and reflect on them and accept these scenarios and situations and experiences and feelings, the more we can accept them, um, that's where we find the deepest rest. That's where we find the greatest peace, the most satisfying joy. Because even in death, new life. In his sermon on Sunday, Pastor Jackson uh, said something that, that really stuck with me, that these, these painful moments from our past that, that could otherwise be barriers um, to God, to, to an experience of the divine, these moments that could otherwise be barriers, Christ, Christ has the power to go back in time and transform those barriers into bridges, into bridges to a life with Christ, to a life as part of the kingdom of God, to a life that is filled with, with grace and peace and joy. Beautiful, beautiful. I didn't think I would, uh, I, I didn't know I was going to get this, this worked up, but... <laughs> dig into uh, some of Jesus' teachings and you, you get going a little bit, especially when it's Peter and Jesus and the two of them just going head to head. It's good stuff. Thanks for joining me on this journey. I look forward to being with you again next month. Go in peace. <laughs>